Hi, I'm Paul Maxwell, the content strategist at Tithely, and today we're going to talk about the biblical case for why your church can and should use a digital giving software. This is Modern Church Leader. Welcome to Modern Church Leader, a short daily show to help you grow your church, be more effective and efficient, and powerful for the kingdom of God. Many pastors face a difficult decision in a digital giving age, right? As generations shift and elder boards become increasingly populated by millennials, ecclesiological issues at the intersection of orthodoxy and efficiency emerge that every church must answer. One of those issues is that of digital tithing platforms. So in ages past, right? Long, long ago, passing the plate has been a reliable method, right? Of collecting charitable funds from church members toward the mission of the church, right? Extending the kingdom of God into your community and into the world. But now that money is increasingly electronic, or rather I should say transactions are electronic, millennials make 41% of their purchases online. Conversion rates are three times higher on mobile platforms than on desktop platforms. Churches must be able to address the question of digital tithing services with theological depth. This includes the role of mobile phones in church, the legitimacy of for-profit digital payment platforms, and the relationship between form and tradition. So in this video, we're going to unpack principles relevant to better understanding the issue of digital giving platforms from not just an efficiency perspective, but in particular, a biblical perspective, because it's an issue that gets raised a lot in churches that are beginning to adopt digital tithing platforms. Number one, God cares about how your church administrates finances, right? The Bible speaks at length about money, more about money than any other topic. We know that there are ethical principles that should govern how exactly we spend our money, and that applies to the church as well. But it's important to know that God cares deeply about the integrity of how money was administered among his people. This is absolutely critical, right? Don't forget that how tithes, like, how tithes are given to the church are, are, and, and how they're administered is the only issue in the New Testament for which God struck a husband and wife dead in Acts 5, 1 through 10, right? That the story isn't clear enough. Paul expressly teaches the same, or rather the same principle when he writes his epistle to the Corinthians, right? He says, Thanks be to God who put into the heart of Titus the same concern I have for you. For Titus not only welcomed our appeal, but he is coming to you with much enthusiasm and on his own initiative. And we are sending along with him the brother who is praised by all the churches for his service to the gospel. What's more, he was chosen by the churches to accompany us as we carry the offering, which we administer in order to honor the Lord himself and to show our eagerness to help. We want to avoid any criticism of the way we administer this liberal gift, 2 Corinthians 8. Paul chooses a publicly reputable servant to handle the money so that the integrity of the church's money is protected. Even the church in the 21st century is no stranger to embezzlement and lying and hiding and fraudulent behavior, even theft, right? In the past year alone, several stories of faithful Bible-believing churches have made their ways to the news, right? Pastors, elders, church staff steal from their congregation due to cash handling and other forms of mismanagement. Digital giving platforms are one way of maintaining a strict chain of custody on donated funds, right? Channeling the church's tithes through a digital giving platform is one way of honoring the Apostle Paul's desire and the Holy Spirit's desire, according to Acts 5, for tithes not only to be integrous, but to be demonstrably integrous. Number two, the security standard of your church's finances should not be lower than your supermarkets, right? 
Paul continues in 2 Corinthians to explain the standards by which the administration of funds is to be measured. The Apostle Paul writes, For we are taking pains to do what is right, not only in the eyes of the Lord, but also in the eyes of man. 2 Corinthians 8.21 What does it mean to do what is right in the eyes of the Lord? Ensure that those handling money are proven, they're trustworthy, qualified men and women with a history of faithfulness. And more than that, to report any mismanagement that occurs, right? Don't don't say, oh, we'll handle it all in-house. No. What does it mean to take pains to do what is right also in the eyes of man, as the Apostle Paul writes? It means that whatever are the industry best practices in ensuring that no financial mismanagement has occurred, the church takes pains to abide by these practices. One of the ways that businesses guard against mismanagement is to channel every dollar through a credit, debit, or bank transfer, and to use accounting software that allows auditors to track all incoming and outgoing funds. The digital giving platform serves as a reputable third-party platform that can guarantee what monies were given and dispensed and when, as opposed to in-house accounting software paired with cash donations in which the opportunity for financial mismanagement and corruption never leaves. So on a digital giving platform with protections against hacking and fraud and and, and no involvement in politics or of any single local church, these opportunities are simply impossible, making Paul's standard much easier to meet with a digital giving software. Number three, digital tithing is more effective. So uh, rather elsewhere to the Corinthians, the Apostle Paul writes, to the weak I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means... I might save some, 1 Corinthians 9.22. Paul labored to meet people where they were as much as he could in order to advance the kingdom of God without compromising, of course, on the message of the gospel that was at the heart of his ministry. But by by failing to adopt a digital giving platform, church members are forced to use ATMs, checks, and ACH bank transfers, all of which are much more labor-intensive than debit and credit cards that can be used in a digital giving platform. And this is very critical. This is why businesses take uh, credit and debit cards, right? Uh, to, to make it easier to buy and track and audit, right? Businesses are happy to pay that one to 2% per transaction if it means that their overall transactions increase by more than one to 2%, of course, which they do, right? For example, churches who use an online recurring giving platform increase their annual giving, at least with Tithely they do, on average by 165% in their second year. And that's actually a rounded down from 167%, right? You can use whatever digital giving platform you want, but those are the statistics. Those are, again, our statistics, right? Whether you're a church struggling to grow or a church plant or a booming church strategizing how you're going to do better to, uh, to in your ministry, right? Financial resources and the effectiveness of the methods you use to collect them cannot be ignored. They cannot be neglected. Number four, digital tithing includes younger generations in the giving process, which allows them to be blessed by giving, right? People like using digital methods of transferring money. It's secure. It's easy. It's convenient. Last year, 22% of millennials bought groceries with an app. E-commerce is the preferred means of buying and donating by Gen Z, right? Paul, the, again, the Apostle Paul writes in Colossians 3.23, Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. So what does that mean? So um, a friend of mine, a church leader, had had a fellow elder say to him over the issue of digital tithing, you know, placing the envelope in the tray is an act of worship, brother. Pressing a button isn't an act of worship. Well, pressing a button may not feel as worshipful for older generations and 
That's certainly fine, right? But implementing a digital giving platform doesn't mean you can't also pass the plate. It just means that you use both methods to make sure your means of financial collection doesn't alienate and miss out on a, a ton of capital or, or put otherwise the resources of younger generations for whom digital giving is a much more native experience. And as those generations gain wealth, you're going to want to make sure they're on your platform, right? Number five, digital giving makes discipleship easier. So giving to the church has always been a practice that God desires for his people because it blesses the world, but it also blesses them. Tithing is one of God's ordained ways of worshiping him and serving the church he's instituted for the sake of expanding his kingdom on earth, right? The Bible says, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. That's Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. More than that, tithing is a blessing. We know this famous passage from Acts 20, 35. It's more blessed to give than to receive. The Apostle Paul used giving to the church as a litmus test, actually, for spiritual maturity, right? He wrote, I am not commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. 2 Corinthians 8, 8 through 9. So whether the issue is worship, a blessing, or maturity, Tithing is clearly a critical element of discipleship and spiritual maturity. It's not just some optional thing, right? It's not an elective. Discipleship is hard enough, though, and the church shouldn't make it harder to tithe every month by requiring people to opt in every single week and use a physical, physical cash and physical checks, right? The church should make the spiritual act of giving to the church as easy as possible. There are no extra spiritual blessings for giving God the first fruits of your labor the old-fashioned way, right? The Bible doesn't celebrate old-timey methods of tithing. It just celebrates tithing. Full stop. Number six, digital giving gives more resources to the church, not less. So some pastors see digital giving platforms as the equivalent of money changers at the temple, right? Which we see those money changers doing the work in Matthew 21, 12 through 17. But we shouldn't think of digital giving platforms taking a percentage as money changers. Actually, this has the, the metaphor completely backwards, right? This metaphor is actually quite misguided for, well, several reasons, uh, theological, exegetical, and logical, right? So first, the local church it isn't the temple, right? The, the people in whom the Holy Spirit dwells are God's temple, right? 1 Corinthians 6.19. This is the meaning of Pentecost, which we see in Acts 2, 1 through 13. Second, what digital giving platforms do today would have been unimaginable in the first century, okay? In fact, digital giving platforms are the opposite of money changers. Rather than taxing worshipers, they enabled them to more easily give to better resource the church, right? Money changers were getting in the way, were taking a cut of the temple's money. Digital giving platforms further resource the church. Imagine, imagine a group of devoted synagogue members in the first century traveling throughout all of Israel, gathering alms to the people as a convenient service that made it easier for the whole Jewish community to support the mission of God. That would be the real first century analogy of what digital giving platforms actually do for the 21st century church. They make worship easier and get more money to the church rather than steal it as the money changers did. Furthermore, we don't consider the cost of collection plates stealing tithes by the collection plate companies, right? We don't consider the cost of envelopes and financial advisors and other financial consultants an inappropriate cost. Quite the opposite. These systems seem to protect the integrity of the money and to empower the further collection of resources for the ministry. 
Most digital tithing platforms do this better than any human staff could. It protects the money from theft, it automatically counts it, it makes recurring giving easier, and it protects the church from financial swings typical of summer giving so that its resources are both more stable and also have more integrity, which is the whole point of using the software in the first place. Number seven, digital giving is the future of the church and church giving, whether your church culture is ready or not. The sooner you get on that platform, the better. This is admittedly a, a, a pragmatic argument, not a directly biblical argument, right? This is not directly some theological argument from, from a particular text, but it's very important because we live in God's world and this is what's happening in God's world. Since there's no theological principle that requires tithes to be made with cash or check, the inevitability of digital tithing services makes room for an argument that churches should be early adopters, right? The church has always had communities that are suspicious of technology, right? And this is fitting, right? Since the church is called to preserve orthodoxy and preserving tradition is, is an admirable instinct, even if it sometimes becomes mistranslated as a desire to pervert, you know, to preserve old-timey methods, right? Nevertheless, churches will only financially benefit later from becoming more fluent in digital methods of collecting tithes and offerings now during this season while they can still be early adopters. Number eight, digital giving makes it easier to pastor people's finances. So with analog methods of giving, it's not really easy to pull up or see uh, exactly who's giving, how much they're giving, how much they regularly give, what their giving trends look like, right? With many digital giving platforms, it's possible to see how much each member tithes, how frequently, and to what cause they have given special gifts. You can even better understand the hearts of certain segments of your church's population. This allows pastors to get a better sense of a member's involvement in the church, which becomes increasingly difficult with churches larger in size. So, so if you have plans for growth, you want to be on a growth track, you need to have that digital giving platform set up now. Number nine, digital giving makes it easier to thank donors, which is a big part of retaining your donor base and achieving financial stability as a church. Churches don't always express gratitude for financial donations, and they always should. This was a huge priority for the Apostle Paul, as we see in his letter to the Philippian church, right? He says, I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Philippians 4, 18 through 20. Paul made it a point to thank those who gave to his ministry. A digital giving platform enables a church to better track and express gratitude to those who gave to the church. Doesn't let people slip through the cracks, which is itself a spiritual discipline. This enables the church to have a better sense of that partnership in the gospel rather than that top-down command to give to the church out of obligation. Paul cherished, he loved this kind of partnership to which the expression of gratitude was absolutely critical for him. It was a critical component, not just out of obligation or strategy, but at the heart of his ministry was gratitude for gifts. So does your method of collecting tithes and offerings allow you to easily track and express gratitude to each member each time they give for the amount that they give? That's what digital giving allows you to do. It allows you to participate in Paul's counter ministry of gratitude. So the matter of digital giving platforms in the church really has deep ecclesiological implications. 
Pastors will do well to discuss it with their elders, considering the theological arguments for implementing one, and consider the ecclesiological benefits likewise, right? Whatever course your church chooses over the next few years, over the next few decades, it will adopt digital giving, whether it's under your leadership or someone else's. If it's not under the administration of your current pastor, it will likely be under the administration of the next. This is the world we live in, and Christ is still Lord of all of it. Thanks for listening. Please review Modern Church Leader on Apple Podcasts and visit our website for more resources at tithe.ly or follow the links in the show notes.